0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Let's Chat with Shell Griggs. I'm your host Shell, and I gotta say this episode is so sad um so if you're not um if you are if you're already in like kind of a a down mood, this might be you know trigger warning. This episode contains details about child more murder as well as molestation and child pornography and it goes deep and also corruption so if you are not able to handle that I would definitely recommend setting this one out for your mental health just because of the facts of the case but it goes deep so I was just minding my business um, I got recently finally joined the Hulu family for myself and i was watching um this this episode of a show and i cannot i want to say this it's called the snow children it's really weird what the name is um and then the details of everything that's going on um but it's the cases of the oakland county child killers And I think what caught my eye is because this happened in the state where I am originally from, which is in Michigan, and in Oakland County, which I'm familiar with. Um, So, and I think another thing that really caught my attention is the lack of um, investigation or prosecution or them applying pressure on the suspects. And I think a lot of it is, is... Uh, racism, quite frankly, because the details of the case definitely warrant a serious investigation into this case. But because of all of the suspects involved, and they were like you know people of a certain socio-economic background all of the suspects were older white men who were like doctors, lawyers, you know, political figures, people with some clout. Um, and it happened in the seventies. So I am, I have no doubt that racism definitely played a part with how, um, how they investigated it and how this case was handled. But let me get into it because, We only have so little time and this story gets really, really out there. So basically the details are between February 15th and 1976 and March 16th of 1977, two boys and two girls aged 10 and 12 years old um, went missing outside their homes en route to or from another location. I'm reading this from Wikipedia because I have to condense it. Um, and it was either to or from another location in Oakland County, Michigan. Each child's body was discovered in a public area within 19 days of his or her disappearance. The children were either strangled or shot with two boys having been sexually abused. Now, remember this detail. The two boys were sexually abused. The girls were not. Um, And then the four deaths triggered a murder investigation, which was, at the time, the largest in the U.S. history, with Detroit's two daily newspapers, as well as the area's numerous radio and television stations covering the case. Um, So, oh, that's what the show is called. The show is called... Um, winter's fear, the children, the killer, the search. No, you know what? That's not it. They had a radio show entitled that, so yeah, maybe it is called the Snow Children, but anywho, I digress. So the victims were named, and I feel it's important to say people, the people, and the children's names that were killed because they actually had a life that was taken from them so one of the, the victims was named Mark Stevens or Stebbins uh he was 12 from Ferndale uh he didn't return home from the American Legion Hall on February 15th of 1976 his body was found four days later wearing the same clothes he was last seen in lying in a snowbank in the parking lot of a local office building. He had been strangled and sexually abused with a foreign object and had two lacerations to the left rear of his head. Rope marks were evident on both his wrists and ankles, indicating that he had been bound during his captivity. Then Jill Robinson, who was also 12, of Royal Oak, she left her Um, home on December 22nd of 1976, following an argument with her mother over dinner preparations. The following day, her bicycle was found behind a local hobby store before her body was found alongside I-75 in Troy with the view of the Troy Police Station on the morning of December 26th. She had been shot in the face with a 12-gauge shotgun, and her body was fully clothed and wearing the backpack she had taken with her when she left home. Okay, so one of the victims was named Christine Mahalik, and I'm probably butchering these names, but I'm doing my best. Um, she was 10 years old, of Berkeley, and she was reported missing on January 2nd. Of 1977, after she failed to return home from a 7-Eleven store in Oakshire, a mail carrier found her fully clothed body 19 days later on the side of a rural road in Franklin Village, and she had been smothered to death. Less than 24 hours later, and her body lay within view of nearby homes. And then one of the victims' um, name was Timothy King. He was 11 years old. He left his Birmingham home and went to a drugstore on the evening of March 16th of 1977. After he failed to return home, an intensive search covering the entire Detroit metropolitan area was conducted. His body was found on the evening of March 22nd by two teenagers in a shallow ditch alongside Gill Road in Livonia, he had been sexually assaulted with a foreign object and suffocated approximately six hours later. So. Um, within the same period, there were a couple other deaths um, that kind of fit into the MO. Um, but... These four are the ones we're going to focus on, mainly because they happen within Mm -hmm. that year uh, time frame of the the other, you you know, within the small time frame of themselves. So they happened in the 70s. And I think it's important because our world has changed so much within these last uh, 40, 50 years that um, that we we start out. Um, Just going back to that time, that was a time when people rarely locked their doors. They trust their kids to walk to the grocery store or walk home from school. And in some of these cases, the parents were saying, you know, they knew everybody in their neighborhood. In that whole gamut of what people say when the child goes missing. I trusted people who live in a safe neighborhood that... I think what is the most um, one of the most heartbreaking things is that the the girl one of the girls who came up missing I think it was Jill Jill Robinson had an argument with met with her mom and she did what kids do at that age and younger say they're gonna run away and they're never coming back home so she had one of those kind of arguments with her mom um, and. Then just vanished afterwards, and I can imagine the guilt her mom feels because they fought before she came up missing, and that was some of the last words that her mother said to her. Um, and I could just hear it in her voice when she was describing it while I was watching the show; like she really felt bad. But you know, I I think what's more um, about the four of them coming up. Um, Dead and Missing is that in the show they go off into talking about um, a couple of the victims um, of this child pedophilia ring Um, and the victims talk about how they were used to, they were kids themselves, but they were used to lure other kids into the car um, by pedophiles who they were also being abused by. And one of the boys in particular, he grew up with, like, a single parent in a single-parent home. um, And he didn't get a lot of male attention. So the guy that was molesting him uh, was a billionaire. And he wanted him to... He claimed that he wanted this young child uh, to do... And the guy was from Ann Arbor. And that sticks out to me. Because a lot of times... If you give a certain amount of money to a city, people memorialize you. And Ann Arbor is one of those pe- places that, you know, unfortunately, people idolize money more than they do actual moral there. Um, but, I mean, that's another thing for another day. But he, this billionaire from Ann Arbor, starts taking interest in this boy and he offers to pay him $50 I think a day which is a lot of money for a kid and an adult (laughs) back then and so he decides to take the money and his mom allows this relationship and I gotta tell you like we had Friends and family friends that would offer like hey can your kids do this I'll pay them that to my parents but and that, so I don't think that's unusual I think the unusual part is allowing someone to have full unadulterated access to your child for an obscene amount of money because like these people were not related to this this billionaire and he takes an interest in your teenage child. And honestly, when the child talks, or he's now a grown man. But when he talks about the situation and what happened to him, you can very easily see how he was able to fall victim to pedophilia. Because a lot of these people prey on those who are dealing with um, some kind of, you know, abandonment issues or or whatnot. And so he paid this young boy and he said he was paying him for model work and he was just taking pictures of him, but the pictures got more and more graphic. Now, I don't know about you guys, but even back then in the seventies, if you say you're going to take my child to be a model... I'm like, okay, what kind of headshots do you need? But the, I think that's from me knowing um, and knowing a lot about modeling. Um, I would want to see the pictures. Like, okay, well, what did he do? Where's the proofs and things like that? I would not just trust somebody to say, okay, let me take your child, your teenage child, with me. I'm going to have him or her be a model. I see something in them. Like, this was giving off red flags. And to me, the one was the interest a billionaire being interested in your child, having the model, and then the billionaire themselves doing the work. It's like that doesn't strike you as odd. Because one thing about people who have a lot of money, they're not going to just take interest in a child by themselves. Like, do he why are you scouting for battles like everything about the situation was off and i think deep inside we know these things okay we know that there's no way that that's that's the equivalent of president trump coming to my home and telling me that he wants to because you got to put it in perspective people who have opinions or let's just take someone else who's less controversial at, at the moment Let's take jeff bezos so we know he, this man is ridiculously rich right but this man comes to my house and tells me he's interested in taking pictures of my teenage child and he's not a billionaire because of photography he's known for you know his amazon company which he built from the ground up and from his, his parents um, giving him seed money so that to me is something that you know we know and we know that's how he built in a massive fortune if he came to me personally and said he wanted my child to be a model there are questions that that are gonna have to be answered like why why would you need my child to be a model for you what what why do you want my kid particularly and who else is going to be there like my parents would never let us go anywhere without asking who is going to be there like who is involved okay and if if this person's mom let me have their number i don't know them and they would call and ask questions and if it wasn't popping off or if it didn't seem right my parents wouldn't let us go and it was just like tough that that's what they would tell us tough that's tough but i'm not letting you go because You're my responsibility and you're my child. And there's no way I'm going to let you go over someone's house without knowing all the details. And so the fact that you have parents who are willing to just let their kids go with a billionaire without explanation begs all kinds of inappropriate questions. But he started this so-called charity, this billionaire. And he started this so-called charity that would take these kids to summer camp all summer. Now, if you've ever gone to summer camp, you know, like, it's... Well, for us, it was only two weeks. We would go, and then there were some kids that were only staying one week. And that was enough to make us homesick. And these people were taking these kids the entire summer. But they were taking different kids. Like, different groups of kids. So, they were actually trying to run it to look legitimately like... summer camp but they were like letting the kids do anything they wanted drugs drinking alcohol uh, sex they were only taking boys to this camp and um, it just became a mess you know, one of the boys, the the main boy who was talking about how he would lure kids because of the pedophile um, to, to uh, abuse. He was saying how um, he told one of the one of the boys told him that he was going to tell about what was happening at this so-called summer camp. And he asked the boy why. And the boy was like, because what he's doing is not okay. And the boy, like, you can tell the main boy that was being molested didn't even, didn't even occur to him that what was happening to him was wrong. And I think it actually accentuates the fact that this child is involved in something that's way over their head and they don't even know. don't even know that what they're doing is wrong because they're trusting of these adults they're trusting of their parents and the adults that's doing this so they're taking all kinds of lewd pictures of the boys and engaging in sexual acts with the boys and renting these boys out and it's just getting really 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 sick and these pedophile rings were known by the government so police would investigate would happen but the list of people involved were so famous and so um incredibly connected they would be like well there's no evidence so they would just if they got a suspect and they questioned them and things like that it would just be like they would take their word over actual investigation work and this is just based off of what I you know of course what I've seen in this documentary and what I've read. In reality. DNA has. Uh, indirectly. That's what Wikipedia said. Indirectly implicated two men. One of which. Has passed on. Which just makes me angry. Because this happened in the 70's. And DNA. Um, technology. Existed. And. They really didn't use the things and so now when the people are dying out because they were oldest crap back then and then you know I guess being a perv makes your lifespan shorter um, (sighs) he died and one of the suspects died and the other one is still in prison for things that he has done to to children And that's crazy to me that these four children lost their lives and that there was a whole pedophile ring or pedophilia ring that actually introduced a suspect, but they wouldn't look after him because he was well-connected in the community. And I understand not going on a wild goose chase and believing every every so-called accusation. But I think investigation needs to be started regardless of if you believe the victim because if the victim's just making stuff up that ever happened they need to be stopped and if it's there's some truth to it you need to investigate and find out what's going on so there's that you know two two part thing that is that's needful us if we're ever going to live in a just society, if at least in how we because I don't think it'll ever be completely just our justice system but I, I think that if we're ever going to achieve any kind of normalcy or um, fairness, we're going to have to start to prosecute crimes the way the same way And they aggressively look for the killer. The police initially did. But then when they found out how connected the suspects were, it was like they really softballed the whole thing. Like they were just like, okay, we'll eventually get answers. And I don't like that. I don't like it for several reasons. For one, because people's connections should not make them immune from you investigating them. But two, I think that... It is injustice and a slap in the face for the families of those victims who need answers, who need closure. And watching that documentary was sad because you've seen how these people spent their whole lives in that detail. That one moment where their child might have walked home by themselves or, you know, rode their bike somewhere that they came up missing and nobody really went to bat for them besides their families. And there were a couple good detectives on the case who just wouldn't let up. But I think at that point, there was just so much corruption because some of the people that were involved were allegedly on the police force. So I feel like that affects it because you could be colleagues with someone, you know, who who directly had something to do with it and that evidence just comes up missing so i just think that i think that when we prosecute crimes we have to do it in a way that's homogeneous we have to do it in a way that it's even at least you're gonna go with all your gusto at one suspect because they're not the privileged upper class and then you're going to treat the privileged upper class like, you know, the things that they do, even if it's crime, is totally, it's, it's, it's legit. Like, they can do that. You're sending out the wrong message when you do that kind of thing. So I am praying that eventually everybody who was involved, because they abused a lot of boys, especially in that camp, when you know they had to take off their clothes and do sexual acts and you know men were laying with these children like they were you know pieces of of meat and that they could just mess with them and then put them back where they were and then just mess with them when they will and then put them back when they want and that's wrong it is so wrong you know a lot of times we don't prosecute people the way they should because of systemic systemic misogyny systemic racism things that have been built into our society and we've just kind of accepted it you know and it sounds okay to say there's no evidence so let them go but then the same people who say well there was no evidence so there's nothing we could do and feel comfortable about that are the same people who are totally okay with the police being overzealous with a suspect of a crime with no real evidence if they're you know poor or black so I think that how we view this is wrong and at the very least you know there is some actually sworn testimonies by children that should put some people or some of the victims at the time that should put people at ease and you I mean in any other case if the person or the suspect was a person of color or a woman or anything nobody would have believed the actual suspect they would have believed the victim and if you are prepared to argue with me or you think that I'm being extreme look at Michael Jackson. Look at the accusations that people made against him without anybody providing any actual proof to the things that they said were going on with with Macaulay Culkin. And I think it's just because our society tends to force us to believe a heterosexual white person over a person of color. So... You know, even though Macaulay himself did never, I've never heard testimony of him saying anything happened between him and Michael Jackson. People just, they do so much. You know what I mean? They just, they, they, to this day, they're still, they will not let that man's legacy rest. They're constantly accusing him of something. And... think that's why it just never seems right to me when we say oh there's no evidence so you can't prosecute this person because there's no evidence there are plenty of times where our justice system and especially the public um, has passed judgment on a suspect because they just believe they did it Whereas these kids have sworn testimonies and details that corroborate each other's story. And they didn't prosecute this person. And you can't say it's money because I would definitely say Michael Jackson had more money than a lot of the connected people in the story, the well-connected and the rich white. But one thing he didn't have is the race guard. He didn't have that, you know, I'm a white male in a privileged society where that tends to favor white males. It's systemic and it's wrong and it's um, disgusting in how it's handled and even how they talk about it. It's just like, well, they they were never able to find a suspect. No, they had suspects. They just didn't pursue them as aggressively as they would, frankly, in, in my estimation, if that man had been black... If the suspect had been Black, they would not have let Black people rest. They would have been all in the Black community, tearing things up high and low. They don't care. They don't care if you're rich. They don't care because people say, well, that's just well privilege," And it takes away from the fact that there is systematic racism that affects our justice system. It takes away from the fact that there is misogyny that is built into our justice system and how it, things are viewed, like, I, I just don't get it, and it was a well-known fact, because back then in the 70s, when, you know, this was happening, there were people who actually were thinking, like, they could, you know, they, they, they could go under the radar there's one guy he actually laughed about it he was like that looks like because they had naked pictures of the kids and he alluded to it and he was like that looks like the so-and-so kid that came up missing and I think to live in that that type that type of thing and statement turns your blood cold it's like you know you can laugh and joke about that throw you under the jail and the fact that they know these men by name, they know specifically who they are, and no cake, no charges have been brought up is sickening and wild. The fact that they had these children's statement at the time when it occurred and they didn't investigate or prosecute is extremely wrong. Um, and it's not like they, didn't, they wouldn't process without evidence, prosecute without evidence, because they've done that before. So, you know, this is just a peek into this case. It goes deep, um, into corruption and child sex abuse and murder and just in general, just bad stuff. Um, and this case goes deep, so maybe I'll do another episode at at another time, but um you can check it out. Um I think there's something about it on on Hulu and I I feel awful for not knowing the name of uh the series, but Guys, check it out if you can, and you can actually just Google the Oakland County um, murderer or killer, child killer, and it'll come up, Um, but yeah, this case goes deep, and there's so many weird elements to it that, you know, I feel like it bears more discussion, Um, but we'll get into it at a later time or later days. Until next time, let's chat.